0: Welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cowboy Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, Please take a minute to rate our podcast. It will help others find it. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting in your area, go to adultchildren.org and click on Find a Meeting. This week we're hearing from our friend Devery, who has a really unusual topic, the ability to feel and be in recovery. Please enjoy!
1: Hi, I'm Devery. I'm an adult child. Um, Thanks so much for asking me to speak. Um, I'm really grateful to get to do service in this program. It has completely changed my life um, and I really don't know where I would be without it. So um, I'll read from the uh, 93 um, in the section on the 12 steps of ACA. While ACA adapted the AA steps with few word changes, our experience shows that the adaptation has unique considerations. Because of our inherent sense of being flawed or unlovable, the adult child must be reminded that they have worth. We have worth and are acceptable, regardless of mistakes made or accomplishments achieved or not achieved. As adult children, we are a traumatized group of adults who can who can revert to self doubt when making errors or sensing disapproval by others. No adaptation of the 12 steps for adult-child purposes will be fully successful unless it emphasizes self-love. We are God's children despite mistakes made. Through such affirmations and 12-step work, we come to believe in our self-worth. We learn to tell ourselves that we are human and have something to offer the world. We face our mistakes and the opinions of others with confidence. In ACA, we get to say who we are instead of a drunk or dysfunctional parent saying who we are not. This is the great fact for us. We have paid our dues with the countless cursings, threats, and subtle neglectful acts we have endured as children. We stand now as adults, not complaining, but as people seeking to feel and be. We have earned it. This is our claiming of the 12 steps and their rewards. I could read this whole book out loud for like hours, <laughs> um, but i won't, um, but I wanted to pick this passage because um, I'm right between eleven and twelve in my steps in ACA now, and I felt like this really broke down for me the like the gifts of the program and how it's really changed my life, um, and especially in this one line where it says, "We stand now as adults, not complaining, but as people seeking to feel and be and um the biggest gift that I've gotten through this program is slowly being able to let go of that hyper vigilance that I have sort of all the time you know I have I come from I qualify for this program I have alcoholism and dysfunction on both sides of my family um, there are a lot of things in my story I suffer from PTSD um, and it has been sort of like through even doing the tenth step in this program of realizing how much of my day is like how much a particular kind of hypervigilance or like reverting to like a childlike lens through which I see things out of fear governs like has governed so much of my life and I get relief from that through this program so um that is that's why I wanted to choose that that um that passage so um I just a little bit about my background I um came to ACA through AA. Um, I have a lot of dysfunction on both sides of my family. Um, It was really eye-opening for me to do the family tree exercise with my sponsor when I did that step in the workbook. Like, this disease just goes back so many genera- like, when you map that out, you're like, oh, wow, money issues, sex issues, violence, addiction, money, sex, violence, addiction, like, perfectionism, like, back, back, back as far as I could see. And um, there was this weird thing where when I, I moved recently and I cleaned out this file cabinet and I found a bunch of newspaper clippings that my mom had saved. And one was a story about my grandfather, her father being held hostage by his own father, keeping the cops away at gunpoint because there'd been an acrimonious split between, you know, his father and mother. And I was like, wow, okay, that just like, yeah, it's a whole line of ACAs, right? Um, and so when I started coming to, you know, I had like two years sobriety in another program and I'm so happy that I ended up here sooner rather than later because it felt like I had enough kind of mental clarity or just like the capacity to be able to feel to then start to do the really deep work that this program, that this program allows us to do and the whole like the experience of having i would describe the first few meetings i would come to as it felt like like a val like you know when you have like a pool toy or an inner tube and you undo that valve and the air kind of slowly leaks out but it felt like reality slowly like leaking into my body and i would not even sometimes be able to like concentrate on the book and i was someone who could read when i was like three years old and i would lose myself in book worlds or be like well i'm really really smart i'm book smart book smart book smart but to have that we that sense of like oh there was all this denial and it's slowly falling away was both really destabilizing and um like sometimes i would dissociate in a meeting or afterwards get really loopy for a couple of days and it was i wouldn't know what was happening but then that also has allowed so much like of that melting and healing and everything that the literature talks about to happen um so my mother is the parent who I mean, they're on both sides. But my mother is the reason why I qualify for this program. Um, she was an alcoholic. Comes from a long line of alcoholics. Um, there's also sexual abuse in my story. That's pretty common, and I feel like I, I feel like it's important for me to say that. Like that's kind of a case by case basis on what people feel okay talking about or not. But it's been a big part of my healing process to like be open about that, and also I feel like that can create space for other people. Um, So yeah, so that's part of my story too. And I wasn't aware of the extent to which that was part of my story until I started doing work in this program. So, um, which was both really terrifying and destabilizing and also has afforded me so much opportunity to really heal. Like going back to the thing about, you know, people seeking to feel and be like, I get to feel and I get to be because of like the slow work of like undoing this denial and like sharing things with another person and going through the twelve steps with the sponsor. Um it's like really like the story of the Velveteen Rabbit, you know, and always instead of like seeing things constantly through, through this perspective of like the black and white thinking and the isolation or the when I get very frightened or really dissociated, I go back to being basically eight years old. It's like, I have an image of being eight years old and hiding under a kitchen table, listening to grown-ups talking and having some information and being smart enough to put the story together. And then it's like, I have to fix it all myself. And if I don't like no, everything I do is going to be wrong. And to be able to realize that that's the, that's the state I go to when I'm scared or I'm not like, turning things over or I'm not like keeping it in the day or living the solution or whatever but to be able to look at that compassionately rather than beat myself up about it has been really wild because the other fellowship that I'm in I would interpret a lot of that language and that's another reason why I like that this shows how this adaptation of those other steps is very special and in particular for the needs of ACA's is I'll use those other steps and that other program that other language to further keep myself apart. Or like why I'm bad, why I'm wrong, why I'm dumb, why I screwed up, why I made a mistake and I can't ever fix it. Or why I have to walk around being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, will you please let me into your club, right? So little things like hearing the phrase, you know, feelings aren't facts. When I would hear that in other rooms, I just hear my dad yelling at me, why are you crying? Like, it's like, well, I'm really sad and I don't know why and I'm freaking out about this thing. And then someone would say, well, feelings aren't facts. And it's like, oh, that's stupid. I should know better. This is dumb. Like, this isn't valid, as opposed to when I could get to the point of, oh, well, maybe this is grief or feelings are information, but the story they're telling, like, I didn't understand the idea of having feelings, but not attaching a story to that. Like the control part of me and the perfectionistic part of me was always like, that's insane. Like, obviously this is a story. Like, of course I know what's going on. Like, you're insane. Like, um, but now I can be like, oh, okay yeah i'm feeling this way and it's maybe not you know my reaction to this text may have nothing to do with what's really going on you know or when i I would hear things like you know other people's opinions of me are not my business it's like oh i've been caught it felt like being my hand being slapped like stay out of that or like that's dumb or you're bad or you're snooping or you're nosy or like your curiosity is bad but when i think of it as well other people's feelings are not my responsibility that's that for me is freedom, right? So um, the it's been so useful to me, like how this program is like, the accountability coming from a place of love and also accountability to myself, like to my own feelings, to my own experience, to my own boundaries and needs, like from a place of genuine self-love and respect is wild because it's it's really, really freeing. Like, and I've had some experiences lately where this has been really evident for me like I had something recently where I had a bed bug scare and I had just moved I just moved into my very own apartment signed a lease under my own name it was an expensive endeavor I saved up a bunch of money and then all that money went to that apartment and then I thought I had bed bugs and (coughs) if that had happened a year ago I would have been like so full of shame. Like this would have been, I failed. I was stupid. I should have known this would have happened. I'm horrible. I can't tell anybody I'm infected. I'm going to die. I'm going to go into thousands of dollars of debt, like putting my books in a magic freezer, like all this stuff. And instead I woke up, I was like, okay, wow, this sucks. All right. And I had the discernment to know that I had to ask for help. I could figure out the two people I wanted to reach out to one of whom had been through it before and another person, both of whom had been through it before, one in program and one not, was like, what do you think I should do? What did you do? Okay, cool. All right, let me get these traps. Let me get my detergent. Let me figure out what I'm going to do, you know, told my sponsor, blah, blah. And I'm also able to, I love how this meeting's crosstalk policy, like AC's crosstalk policy is very different than other ones because I've learned to not engage with the people in my life who are crosstalkers, Hmm. like, not like oh they're bad or hey guess what i'm blocking you on facebook cross talker bye you're (laughs) cancelled or just knowing that like if i go to one particular person their discomfort will mean that i'm taking care of them and not doing what i need to do so i just know i don't call them and there's someone i can go to the movies with or if i'm like oh my god did you see this like then i'll call that person right so knowing like where to get what i need is really wild as opposed to like oh i should open my heart up to all these people that will be a problem or like, I can't talk to anybody because I have to do this alone. Like everyone will be in my business, you know, like being able to have that kind of balance is really, that's completely new to me. That's a completely new thing for me. Like and that I'm carrying around so much less like fear and resentment and reactivity. Or I also had an experience where I I'm a musician and we shot a music video on Sunday and it was something where we were able to send a treatment to these people. They came back with a great idea. It was really cool. And all I had to do was get in a car and show up and know that I would be taken care of and not in a way like, oh, these people are famous. Thank you. I need to do whatever they say. But like, this will be cool. Like what's going to happen? And in the past with anything creative based, it would oscillate between those extremes like either this is my only chance to have a voice and I need to make sure that I'm controlling every aspect of it and if you shoot this lens like I'm gonna be ugly and the song is about beauty and like I need to do this and like bother you every single day and or be like okay well you know what you're doing and I need you to think I'm cool and if I say no this won't come out and you know I'll die alone or whatever it is right (laughs) so it was a really wild experience to show up somewhere and have all these things be unknown and be curious and kind of excited, especially when it involved like my music and my face and my body being on camera. And um, I remembered having this thinking like, wow, I'm so much more present than I would have been even a year ago. And thinking everyone here just is really coming from a place of love. Like I don't have to make everyone like me and then it will be a place of love, you know, or it was, it was really amazing. So honestly, like the whole bit of just, People seeking to feel and be like that was something that I had only the tiniest taste of growing up because everything was so either in a place of rigid control or just total dissociation, like not really being or not really feeling, you know, and now I get to feel and be a lot more than I ever used to. And the whole going like through work, like I'm almost through, I'm on step 11 with my sponsor. And I have a sponsee in this program now, which was a huge goal of mine to be like, I really wanna be able to pass on what was given to me. And so to be able to hold space, the hurting to healing to helping, to be able to hold space for other people and start to help them find their own permission to just feel and be like, we're human and we have something to give like we're not perfect and we're totally fine, has been um, really recovery beyond my wildest dreams. So I'm really incredibly grateful for this fellowship. I'm so glad I found it. And thanks for letting me share with you today and for being here.